107.3 WXGLHD2 St. Pete. Live from the Weathertight Windows Studio. And now, now, it's the Mike Calter Show. 925 of the Mike Calter Show. It's 102.5 The Bone. Sometimes we get long-winded, and therefore we have to take long breaks. So I appreciate your patience. Uh, Dan Soder is here with us. You know Dan Soder from Billions. You know him from the Bonfire on Sirius XM. That is you and and uh, Big J. Yeah, just the two of you and the crew. We you know we got our obviously like you got your crew. We got our crew. We got Tell the, me who is on your crew. We got uh, DJ Lewitsky. We got Christine Marie Evans, Jacob Atat, and our Black King, the Black Tiger, Lewis Johnson. The uh, Black King, the Black Tiger. Yeah, dude, he rules. We got we got a whole studio full of people, which. As you know, during the pandemic was weird because you're like separated from everybody. That was awkward, but thankfully I kind of had half of this room built. I think last time you were here, the room was not developed. It was just there was a wall behind where you were. I did Calta and Kelly, and you were building it. Okay, like okay, mid, yeah. you were mid construction when I was in the guest rooms. Yeah, yeah, it was that was uh, it was a rough time, but thankfully we had this thing ready to go, so we were we could all just we, the number one reason we didn't go back to the studio, besides the fact that I just like to walk downstairs in my pajamas. Yeah. Was, that uh, the COVID still wouldn't let us have guests. So, like, you can come in and wear a mask and take COVID tests up, and no other guests were allowed in the building. I'm like, well, I'm just going to do it at home then. Yeah, we um, we early, 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 Jim McClure, yeah, shout, out Big, shout out Big Jim. I like Jim. Yeah, Jim rules. Jim was like, do you guys want to come in the studio? Like, you're going to be the only show that does it. Yeah. Like, before Jim and Sam, before Bennington. We figured you have enough diseases in yeah. your body already. Yeah. And we're like, like we've seen Big J's act. Yeah. Why don't you come in here? The guy's willing Well, Jay's to... been wearing gloves for years. <laughs> yeah. So. But fingerless. Yeah, so there, it, the whole problem exists. You can touch his palms. It's not his fingertips. <laughs> but we, uh, we were originally like, yeah, we absolutely want to. So we got most of our crew, except Jacob, to come in. And then it became the thing with guests. Right. Where they're like... We can't have them in, and then we're like, well, we're not going to have them on the phone. Yeah. The so we went a little bit. Suck. We just went a little bit. Like, yeah. we're not going to have guests. Yeah. And now people are coming in, and you're like, it's funny to see the other shows, because some of them are acting like, oh, we're back. And we're like, we've been here for a year. Uh-huh. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. What are you guys talking about? Right. We've been in these hallways. Yeah, that's the other thing with us, is that uh, everybody was like, we don't know what's going to happen to the business and people aren't working if they're still going to be in the cars listening to the radio if they don't leave the house our ratings went up yeah like, yeah okay we'll take it also because people wanted to listen because yeah. people want that something people wanted that feeling of normal behavior of like yeah. oh okay i'm listening to my show again it was the best thing that ever happened to me this pandemic i will never <laughs> someone I, who lost their mom is like all right mike sorry yeah. but i never want to leave the house i was the only one who ever left the house and that was like so that i could go to supermarkets and buy some food for everybody yeah so i was like dropping off food at my in-laws dropping off food at my mother's and coming here and i was like this is my dream to just have to to never have to leave this house because you have an estate and <laughs> also uh new york city was like being in a kennel yes you were like i would leave to walk my dog and come home now by the way my girlfriend and i right up our alley too yeah you want us to be in sweats and play video games and smoke bowls all day perfect done and done yeah uh but it started it, what, what sucked about new york is you couldn't get any outdoor you're just locked in there and that's and people don't understand and in, in new york the apartments are small even if you have a nice apartment even if you're doing very well and one of the things that you that is a selling point when you're getting an apartment in new york is how much sunlight you get because of the other buildings and it is so depressing yeah. to be in an apartment 
with no sunlight. And I'm not even like, I never want to be like, open the windows. Yeah. But if you can't get it, it drives you crazy. It, and it is, it's a different feeling of like watching all the LA comics yeah. being like, this is tough. It's like, <laughs> shut up. You got a backyard. Yeah. Just go outside. Although I went to both LA and New York in the pandemic and it was a weird, LA seemed very much like Mad Max, the yeah. reality version of Mad Max. Like yeah. Mad Max was a fun movie, but this is really what it's like. Everybody's living under bridges. Uh, things are closed. You couldn't go. Like somebody told me, I love barbecue food, and somebody sent me a list of all these great barbecue restaurants. Right? None of them were open. Yeah, none of them were open. And uh, I tried to go. I tried to go to all these places that were just you couldn't. I went to the Funko Pop store. And the line to get in was a quarter of a mile long because they were only letting 15 people in. Mm-hmm. I said, if you think I'm waiting on a line to get into a store, out of your mind. That's what I love. New York City is, is as you know, being from there, they're like, oh, yeah, we can't go out. We can't go in the restaurant. We'll build it on the street. Yeah. We'll build these huts. <laughs> and just everyone was like, like even comedy shows were like, That's L.A. Worst. was like, L.A. was like, we're not going to do comedy for a while. New York's like, yeah, go outside. Yeah. You're, we'll in the on par- roof. You're on the park now. Yeah. <laughs> go talk to these heroin kids walking by. Get in your car. Flash your lights at me. Oh, yeah. my God, dude. I did that Colin Quinn yeah. HBO special. That had to be... I watched it. It had to be so tough to do. It was like... Here's the thing. is like, it's Colin. He's the god. Right. And it's Bobby. It's like all my... Yeah. It's all the guys I look up to. So I'm like... Oh, look, I got, when I when they offered it, I'm like, I gotta do that. And then I, I watched the set and I was like, man, it just looks like I'm bombing. Because you're just because in front of a no car. Yeah, yeah. You're just, people in the cars are like flashing their lights, and you're like, this and, isn't it. And how hard is that for you to do? Like, I guess you there's probably a, uh, you running your set alone in the beginning to yourself in the house anyway. Just you can't to get do that. Used to it. Yo, you mean annoying my girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I got it. It's a joke about me. <laughs> and you're like, I know. I got no one else to tell this thing to. I, I just, I watched all those guys up there kill Bobby, killing, and, and uh, people flashing headlights them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's, it's, but there was people that there was people that did it right. Nate and Bert did it right. Yeah. You know, Bert was out uh, touring. Nate was out touring, and they they really like poor Nate did his by the airport. Oh my god, yeah. that special is so funny. Where he's like, I'm pausing for airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> he's just stopping. But like, um, you know, there were guys that adapted, and I think everyone adapted. And we all started doing shows up on rooftops and just getting used to it. And uh, that was where my heat with Chappelle came in uh-huh. was because the stand was like. We're going to open back up inside illegally. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be fun because the stand, the new stand up on 16th, they moved from 20th to 16th right. Street. The basement room is one of the best rooms in the city. It's like the cellar and the stand main room, best rooms in the city. So when they're, when I asked Patrick, the booker, I was like, you open it downstairs? And he's like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, we're going to do some shows. It's going to be socially distant. But we're going to be inside with... It's them. like old school, and they used to do... A, you have to have a password to get in. Yeah, like a, a speakeasy. Show, a speakeasy show. And yeah. there's like, you know, the low ceilings. Because when you go outside, you realize comedy laughs go up. Yeah. So big rooms are never good for stand-up. Right. So this, it was like, oh my God. I was just geeked out to be like a ceiling. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a ceiling to trap the laughs in. And I'm yeah. actually going to feel like I'm having a good set. And uh, they like built it up. And they're like, we're going to do these inside shows. And then an email comes out where they're like... Dave Chappelle's doing shows. So he found out and booked five nights of shows. uh, So the first night that I think I'm going to go do stand-up at the stand, they're like, you're back outside. Uh, And not only are you back outside, but now all of Dave Chappelle's fans are standing in line on the sidewalk 
waiting to get tested to go in. Oh my God. So you're going to bomb in front of a bunch of hot, cool people. <laughs> so I was just on 16th Street just bombing as everyone's like, I'm going to see Dave Chappelle and Kanye might show up. Like, I hate this. I hate this. By the way, that's so Kanye, the Kanye factor. The Kanye came to a Bucks game this year. I don't know what attracted him. I went to, a, I was in New York and I went to a restaurant and I, I, there was like a million people at this restaurant outside of course. I go, what is that, right? And they're like, Kanye and Kim are eating in there. And I'm like, all these people were outside. I was like, this is ridiculous. So I'd probably say, out of all my famous friends, we were talking about Pete. The craziest thing is for him to have a beef with Kanye West. Yeah. Where I, you're like, okay. That's, I, the, that's me and my brother in 1985 clearing the furniture in our bedroom and be like let's play Wrestlemania I'm Hulk Hogan you're Macho Man and then Hulk Hogan's, and then suing, Hulk Hogan's you. suing me yeah. uh, that's, uh, that's Pete and Kanye like, I think we got a case brother <laughs> and Kanye's like I'm the greatest I'm the greatest harasser of all time no one can harass people better than me but him calling him Skeet was legitimately <laughs> legitimately got me to, to laugh out loud right. I was like dude he is a genius. Because you know Pete was listening to him in his basement and, and loving Kanye and trying to dress like him and all that. And all of a sudden now he's – he now not only is Kanye mad at you, but you're banging his ex-wife. Dude, I saw the funniest tweet when all that was going down. I wish I could find out who tweeted it because I would want to give proper credit. But the tweet was, man, can you imagine Pete Davidson in high school walking outside of a house party as they're playing Kanye's – Twisted Fantasy, Twisted Dark Fantasy, going, man, I'm going to make this guy hate me. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that's what it is. It's that like, is so funny. It's got to be crazy just to have an iconic artist be like, you're dating my ex, I hate you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, want to legit kill you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a real weird feeling, especially now that you, like, you're associated with that person for the rest of your life. Yeah, well, like, with Hogan, when the case got dropped, were you over it? Were you like, yeah, whatever? Well... I honestly, I'm not allowed to talk about a lot of it, but I, okay. I, I can't, I can't, I don't, last time I did what I thought I could talk about, I got in a lot of trouble, but okay. I will tell you this, I wished, I wished that I could have, like, because people still wonder, well, what what was his involvement, plus I got another moron in town constantly telling people a lie that sure. I, I did this and I did that, and I was like, well, finally, I'll have my day in court, and I didn't, because <sighs> now I'm like, well, not, now everybody just assumes what they assume, and I sure. never got, it was funny because my, uh, they they uh, got my they subpoenaed my phone records for like three years. That's funny. Yeah, and I was like, well, well but I mean, like, I got, I mean, I was calling, I was texting my wife some dirty stuff. Yeah. Like, like, what do you mean? What they're they go, mean? we also got your pictures. Yeah, and, uh, and got they some were, good shots, dude. Then they were like, no, it's only your only, it's only phone numbers that are associated with this. And I was like, okay. And I go, well, that's fine. I have nothing to hide there. And then they, everybody's like, oh, we got him now. We got his phone records. And then, then the phone records. Then they went through my email. They had, they had three years of my email. Nothing. Yeah. Not, not, nothing. And, and that's, that's still got to, like, even though you know there's nothing, when they tell you they're going to get your phone and email records, you have to be like, oh, no. <laughs> well, I wasn't, I wasn't, oh, no, for them. I was, oh, no, for other things. Like, I've done other stuff that's bad, not illegal, but like, sure. I've sent, uh, we, uh, you know, I've sent mean emails before. I'm like, sure. is everybody going to see me, you know, yeah. use that word in my email? Like, I don't want to know that. That's the stuff I was worried about. Yeah, it's like when a guy walks by you on the street and you're arguing with your girlfriend. You're like, this guy thinks I'm a psycho. Right, but right. But this guy doesn't know that doesn't. She, she earned this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we were in this together. He doesn't know, you don't know the backstory. Yeah. You send your wiener to Bobby every week. So. I, that's <laughs> so funny. I, so I sent, I took one really good picture of my uh, penis. Yeah. And, um... 
I send it to Bobby all the time because it makes him mad. And then I like to see him in a restaurant or something talking to somebody, and then I just text him and he checks his text and he looks at him. I like to see the face yeah. that he makes. Bloop, bloop. The he, sigh. He turned it back. He turned it around on me one time. He was talking to a girl at the at side splitters, and I sent it to him, and he looks at it and he goes, and then he goes, huh? He shows <laughs> it around. Uh, I guess I didn't think that through. Yeah, Bobby rules. Yeah, always the best. Yeah. So, so you know that that kind of stuff. Uh, that kind of stuff got me twisted a little bit. Like I wished. Like, and then the thing is, is that. Uh, I, I wish that I could go. Okay, it's over now. Let's talk about it, and we can't because part of the thing of it's over, we can't. So, I, well, it's funny because even that, it's just whatever, whatever it is. I'm just not allowed to talk about it, and and that always implies to somebody that oh, he's hiding something. I just legally can't. Yeah, I don't want to get sued. I, I, I'm happy to. I can't. Yeah, that stinks. But man, that feeling of you, you did it. You like went through it with an iconic person. Yeah, and it, it, it's kind of sad though because my last meeting with him, he had been getting pilled up uh, on and coming at me on Twitter. Yeah, like he it was before he before the anything to do with the tape or whatever. He he and I uh, just didn't like each other, and he and I thought, well, this is the greatest thing ever. Hulk Hogan's threatening me on Twitter. Hey, getting heat from yeah. the Hulkster, and he'd say things like, "I'm going to get Ric Flair," and then that cowhead guy is next. I'm like, he's threatening me in WWE style. This is the yeah. best thing ever. Yo, am I in a faction with Ric Flair? <laughs> right. And then he opens up this um, this restaurant this, that they put his name on it, yeah. and we just were relentless. We were saying that he was buttering, that he'd be breading the shrimp there for That's coconut so shrimp. And, you know, we were just busting balls. Come and then, by and get the leg drop crab legs, yeah. brother. Yeah, and Jimmy Hart le- legit was like your host. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'll get you a table for yeah. two. Come on, baby. What's that, a party of six? All right. <laughs> Come on, baby. So then he's, his people called me, and they're like, hey, what's your beef with him? I go, he keeps trying to beat me up on Twitter. I'm like, I have no beef with him. I'm cool. And they're like, you guys want to have lunch and talk about it? I go, absolutely. And we did. And, and he was cool, and we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. And then all of a sudden, somebody got in his head and fed him some bad information, and that's yeah. how everything started. But at the <laughs> my last interaction before him, well, that was actually pretty good. He's a decent guy, you know. There, um, there was a feeling I had of like, because I grew up a huge Hulkamania. Yeah, I'm still I'm still a diehard wrestling fan. Yeah. And I was at Moon Tower Comedy Festival, and uh, I see Jeff Die. And uh, Jeff Die, another big love wrestling, Jeff Die. Yeah. Love Jeff Die, big wrestling fan. He sees me. He's like, "Dude, I got to tell you this story. I'm in Tampa. I'm doing the club. Hogan comes out to the show. I remember that. Yeah. I hang out with Hulk Hogan. He's like, the next day, I'm like, I'm gonna. Hogan's like, come out on my boat, brother. Mm-hmm. Come, come hang out with me. We're gonna go on my boat and drink some beers. And so I go on Hogan's boat, and uh, we're drinking beers. And he's like, uh, telling me stories about Macho Man, and he's doing the Macho Man. <clears throat> and I'm like, hey, dang, Hulkster, that's a good Macho Man. And he goes, well, I'll tell you, brother. There's a comedian that does a uh, Macho Man, <laughs> and uh, he's talking about me. Yeah. And he's like, um said some unkind things about me as Macho Man. <laughs> and he's like, but I can take a joke. And I know it's beef with you. And I'm like, he can't take a joke. And I was like, he told me this. I'm outside of a hotel in Austin, Texas. Legit, like, is he mad at me? Like, worried, like, is Hulk Hogan mad at me for doing an impression of his dead former best friend? And it was the it was the video where I was making, it was when he got caught saying the N-word. Oh, yeah, and I was yeah. doing the Macho Man trying to make him cool with black people. Being like, yeah, come on. I got a friend, but I can't bring him around if you're going to be weird about it. You can't be saying they smell like cocoa butter. Yeah, it's offensive. Stop asking to touch their hair. I was like, oh, man, I legitimately was like, oh, man, is he mad at me? That is the best, Macho Man. Dude, I, I was pretty 
tight with Randy for a while. That's yeah, awesome. And he would just, I mean, the, the he'd call me and leave me messages. How do you not? Like, oh my god! He would. It was the. I used to look at my brother. Was it like benign just, stuff? Yes. Well. Sometimes it was like stuff that we like we did. We went to concerts together. Oh my god! Oh, come no, on! No, oh no no! It, it was. It, it, I called him one day and he uh, was. We were going to see Marilyn Manson. Great. Yeah, I love goth rock. Uh-huh. Nothing well, better was, than an agent of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, dating that gorgeous George girl. Remember yeah, her? Yeah, yeah. So she was into that stuff. So sure. he went to go. So uh, that was he, a WCW run. Yeah. Yes. Where he was all jacked. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And he's like, um, ladies. I said, are you going? He go. He called me and he goes, are you going to the concert? And I'm right. like, yeah, I am. And he's like, uh, you I, think he's going to do dope shows? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I wonder if he's going to do the Annie Lennox cover. I love Annie Lennox. <laughs> yeah, sweet dreams are made of these. <laughs> so funny. The he thought says, of him being geeked for Marilyn Manson. <laughs> He's like, um, uh, it's me and Big Show and Brian awesome, Adams. Awesome. Yeah, and he's like, we're going to meet at the dollhouse and we got a transport bus. Would you like to ride with us? Yes. That's the way he, but, but he'd tell me all these things and he'd go, then he'd just be like a real human and he'd go, would you like to yeah, ride with us? We're leaving at seven. Right, right. Back. I go, yeah, yeah. And he goes, meet us at seven sharp <laughs> and, and that's where he was great and then that night was one of the most the weirdest the weirdest nights because yeah. Yeah, you were with Kona Crush right. and the Macho Man Randy Savage yeah, yeah. And, and the Giant oh it was and we were all waiting this to, to meet Marilyn Manson so so um I, I told the story a million times but I gotta tell you so we go I I read Marilyn Manson's book and had a bunch of weird pictures of him and they were like petting baby deers and stuff and they gave me nightmares for for days so we go to the show and they bring us in this room, and they're like, all right, he's going to be out here. You know, we're all just waiting and waiting. And like 10 minutes go by, I'm just standing in this room empty. And I go, you know what's weird is my brother used to be the trainer for the Tampa Bay Storm. I go, this was their old locker room. And I start walking, and I go, and around this corner was where his – and I turned the corner, and the whole time Marilyn Manson had been sitting there in a chair just like this. In, in around the, the corner? While well, we were in the other room the whole time. So funny. So I turned the room, and I go, my brother's thing. And I turn around, and I go, ah, he's right there. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, did I, oh, it freaked me out, did goes, man. Did I, did I scare you? Yeah, dude. He goes, yeah, he goes, that was my job. <laughs> <laughs> my job is to scare you. So at the time, we didn't have cell phone pick cameras, so we all had those those small disposable yeah, cameras. wind-ups. And uh, we took pictures, and Randy called me on Monday, and he goes, hey, uh, it's bad news. And I go, what happened? He goes, get the camera back. And I go, how? He goes, your picture at Manson didn't come out. And I go, oh. And I go, Ah, it's all right. It's no big deal. And he goes, kind of is a big deal. And I go, okay, well, you want to make me feel bad about yeah. it? Yes, it is a big deal. You should be very disappointed. <laughs> By the way, I love talking as Randy, but I can't do it with you because you're so good at it. <laughs> you're like, oh, we, oh, is the show over? Yeah. Oh, my God. You can do the after show. Do we want to go long? Yeah. No. That's right. Yeah? Yeah, I like Carmen's like, yeah, dude. Yeah, launch she it. Has after, she has to do the after show. She's like, launch it. Launch it. Go extra. Yeah, <laughs> go long. Nope, that's it. So uh-huh. I, got, I got things to do. <laughs> Soder, I love you. I love seeing you, dude. You're the best, man. I love seeing I you. I can sit here and talk wrestling with you for Oh, hour. my God. Dude, By I'll the way, everybody's loving it on uh, on Twitter and stuff, and they love your Dave Chappelle imitation, too. Yeah. Oh, macho man. I'm going to see you in a steel cage, man. I'm going to fight you for the WCW heavyweight champ. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Chappelle versus Macho Man. Yeah. Do that with a run-in by Pete Davidson, and he hits him with those bags with the phones in them. Fuck out! Fuck out! 
Pete Davidson's here with a yonder bag. <laughs> yeah, those are illegal. Who's got phones in them? Yeah, you can't do that. He's like, hit him, Pete. Hit him. I'll tell Kanye to lay off of you. Hit him with the yonder bag, Pete. Do it, you big stoner with butthole eyes. <laughs> I don't have butthole eyes. That's unfair. Why was this all up, Dave? Oh, you're you're my best. best friend. I love you. You're the best, dude. Go see Dan Soder at Side Splitters tonight. Yeah, and tomorrow don't. Night. I won't be. Don't yell out Macho Man, you idiots. No, no, it'll come. It'll come on its own. Yeah, uh, no, go, it won't. But you know, uh, listen to podcasts. Go see Soder. Go see uh, Mike V. Suarez and Bike Bike Salesman <laughs> Chris Christoph. Christoph. Yeah. Christoph. Christoph. Oh, Christoph, man. dude, he's got a cool name. Yeah, yeah good luck in prison with that. <laughs> uh, thank you, Christoph. Uh, Side Splitters nine six zero eleven ninety seven. We are out for the weekend. We will see you back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Goodbye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.